Wow. You on point Yo. today. <laughs> That's what I do, Christian. Ooh. Okay. That wasn't that. <laughs> you cheated. You had a bottle. Yo, <laughs> welcome back, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the Breeze Shooters podcast show. And we thank you. We thank you for joining us. Uh, my, name overworked. Is- <laughs> my name is Lou, and I'm joined by my good friend, Chris, the Buddha. <laughs> and we are the Breeze Shooters podcast show. Really excited because today, I know I say this all the time, but you know what? When me and Chris started off on this journey, we didn't envision that we were going to speak to some of the people that we have. But today is especially special because this this legacy goes back to my parents, uh, my parents' days when they were young and Chris's parents' days. This The guy that we're interviewing today is no other than the great. Tito Puente Jr., the son of the megastar. He was, Chris, how can you describe Tito Puente? How big his impact was on Tito? On, uh-huh. Tito Puente um, was so big. Tito Puente, I have to say, um, along with LaFania, all uh, with, the, with the Fania people, but as an individual, Tito Puente has to be a pioneer of salsa to bring salsa and uh, and ja- and Latin jazz That's to what New York is. City. La- yeah, Latin T- jazz. Tito, Tito, Tito Puente. Um, I could go in on Tito Puente. Uh, I'm a fan. I'm a, I'm a cocolo. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, Salsa is, 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 is my uh, favorite uh, genre of music. That's right. I said genre. Uh, it's, it's not spelled the way it's uh, pronounced, but for those people who... who have... hey, just to put it into perspective, Tito Puente Sr. won five Grammy Awards, got a presidential award, and... Uh, Smithsonian, I think he received the Smithsonian Award. This guy was bigger than life, and we're talking 1940s, Chris, maybe? 1940s, 1950s? I'll go 1950s. I I, I believe. I'm not, I, I don't know if 1940s, but 1950s for sure, 60s, uh, well, 50s, 60s, you know, he was, he was big. And what people don't understand, he is responsible, believe it or not, he is responsible for Celia Cruz. Oh, he is. He is. And Celia Cruz is a monster. She's she's tremendous. But I think over his life, he recorded over a hundred albums. He's uh I mean, he he's groundbreaking in terms of everything, everything uh uh musically. He was like the first of he was the first to create that wave. Well, not to create that wave, but to bring that 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 Latin jazz, which was like Cuban infusion, to bring it over here and made it so popular. And and it, it, it was it, it, he was big, huge. I'll, I'll be honest with you, Lou. Um, and I know you're trying to be um, um, you're trying to be uh, as professional as, as possible, but and you're trying to not drive a hard line. But I think that he was a pioneer. 
I thought no, I, he, I, think he he, I think he he was he 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 was responsible for you know like I said him and Lafania because I can't you know I can't uh, in, infusing that New York that 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 Spanish Caribbean Afro Latino music into New York into the states. I I, I honestly believe you know um, uh, a lot of a, a lot of people don't. Don't understand that um, La Lupe. I don't know if you know who La Lupe is. Her La Lupe, yeah, La Lupe was a, 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 a tremendous, tremendous singer. She was she was out there. Like she would she would in her performances she would start and her shoes would start flying away. She would start she was she was that type. And Tito Tito Puente was the one that discovered her when when um, La Lupe started. Uh, Almost, almost the same story as Willie Colon and Hector Lavoe. When Willie Colon knew that he couldn't really um, control Hector Lavoe's lifestyle and it was affecting his work, he decided to, you know, Hector, you part do ways. you, I do me, part ways. That's what happened with uh, Tito Puente and La Lupe. Um, La Lupe, we, if you hear her music, I promise you, you know who she is. Uh, and then La Lupe, and then so he parted ways with La Lupe, and that's when he got Celia Cruz. And the rest is history, you know, Celia Cruz, uh, career, uh, phenomenal. Uh, phenomenal career. And uh, La Lupe's career started under decline. She even, one of her songs, she goes, uh, she starts singing, and then when the chorus comes, the chorus is Tito Puente Me Botó. Oh yeah, yeah. Me votó, me votó. Tito Puente me votó. He and she was like that. And, that, and, and by the way, that song, huh, amazing, fucking mambo type of uh, amazing, amazing, amazing. So Tito Puente uh, definitely, uh, um, um, and so you know, I, 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 I got so happy when I saw him in the Cosby Show one time. Yeah. Cause, you know, because, you know, the, Bill Cosby was big on, especially in, in his show, he was big on the jazz thing because his, his father on the show was a jazz player. Mm -hmm. And Tito, Tito, and Tito had that face, that charisma, you know. So I got so happy. Uh, you know, we, we talk, we talk, I make fun of you and, you, and we, we go back and forth, me and you, regarding um, how, how, much Puerto Rican are we? And I know where, you know, I, I, you know, I do it just to fuck with you and I know we're Puerto, but, but we're New Yorkans. So that right there, like when I see a New Yorkan, I, I feel proud. Like I, my favorite boxer of all times, people start saying Tyson, Muhammad Ali, you know, my favorite box is Macho Camacho. Just because, first of all, I like all the shit that he talked, but the New York, like it connects. I connect. Mm -hmm. I could connect with him. So Tito Puente, um, I I connected. I like I, I I felt I felt connected when it came to what what he was doing, and and I felt very proud because at the end of the day, you know, um, Santana, you know Santana, the the guitarist. Yeah, he 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 paired up with him, and I think um. Oye como va, they, they paid off, and that, that's his biggest hit, Oye como va. But, yeah, but people think that's Santana's No, thing. that was Tito, yeah. Tito wrote that. Yeah. And Tito in an interview. That's his biggest Tito hit. Said, 
Yeah, Tito said they could keep they could keep saying his, they just keep <laughs> believing it's his. I'm getting the the money. Yeah. You know, so it, it was it was it was uh it was it was it was uh and another thing I didn't know Santana. Uh, I was I was a, a fucking old man already, when a, a grown ass man when I found out this. I thought Santana all my life. I thought Santana was Puerto Rican. Oh no no, I, he's Mexican. He's Mexican. He's really, you always thought. Oh, I guess because he ran so closely with them. with the yeah. with the Fania, yeah, you know. So I thought I really thought he was Puerto Rican. So, but um, uh, yeah, Tito Puente. I'm I'm I'm. I was I, when you told me about the interview. I was I was it, it, you know with his son. I, I was I, I got happy because it's you special, know. man. I I'm almost you know I'm sad because I wish my mother was around just to hear this because yes. this is. This is dumb. Must have. When they came to the States, Tito was the guy. He was like the ambassador for Spanish Harlem, for all Puerto Ricans, for all exactly. Latinos. Like, you know, he was that, uh, that what do you call it, that ray of hope. But like, man, if Tito got on, maybe, you know, we could get on. But um, uh, they say if his father, the greatest mambo musician, Tito Puentes, was a ray, then a, a, a timbal, a timbal? El timbal, rey del timbal. Then surely he what we have the prince in our midst. Rather than shy away from his father's profound impact on Latin music, the son embraces the legacy and works to keep it alive. The heartfelt mission is fueled by his passion. He was just too vibrant, too exciting, Tito says. There was magic in the music my father made, and it made people happy all over the world. That I definitely agree with. Yeah. He has a uh, and uh, um, damn, I should know this man. I I, I leave a lot up to you, and I, I apologize. But uh, Tito Puente had a. We're, a we're gonna have an episode on that one day. <laughs> we're definitely gonna have an episode on that one Tito day. Puente had a, uh, Tito Puente's band. The name of his band is like the Harlem, the Spanish Harlem Orchestra or something. And I I don't want to I don't want to say something incorrect. But he had I like the. I like the name of his of his band, and uh, one of the things that, and I know that his son uh, continue. Uh, I think he continued uh, the legacy of the of the band thing. I think it's something along the the lines of the Spanish Harlem Orchestra or something like that. I think you're right. I think I did see that name, and and he did he did um he's doing a great job maintaining his dad's legacy because I think he has an older brother who started his own band. Uh, but we'll find out more about that. And speaking of Tito Puente Jr., we'll welcome him into the room. Be a good one. They're all good. But this was special. Tito, what's up, brother? How you doing? How are Tito. you? Good. Come you on, guys. Hear me? Yeah, yeah, we can hear you, yes, man. Sir. Loud and clear. Loud and clear. Right. Got you guys a little low, but all right. I got, but I hear you somewhat. <laughs> all right, cool, man. Hey, man, listen. You, you, you. You might appreciate the low thing because I, I get kind of loud. And when I get excited, I get loud. <laughs> <laughs> so, Tito, let me introduce you, uh, introduce ourselves to you. My name is Lou and my co-host over here is Chris. And we make up the Breeze Shooters podcast. It is a true honor and delight to have you on today, brother. Uh, and we're, we're, we're so happy that you're so gracious with your time. And uh, with that being said, Tito, there's so much ground to cover. Uh I guess let, let's start with you, man. I mean, um, you, you, you start you start with music. Was it was it something that you took head on, or did you really have to contemplate it? Because your dad was a bigger than life character, and I know for some 
they they'll shy away from it because the expectation is just too large. How was that decision for you? Walk us through that. Uh, well, first, thank you for inviting me to the program. I appreciate it to be a part of this podcast. And um, uh, I got to tell you, it was, um, I guess, I guess nature kind of just dictates itself. Your parents tell you don't touch something. What do you do? You go ahead and touch it. <laughs> so my father had a lot of drums in the garage. And I always loved being an 80s kid. I always loved uh, the rock drumming. I've always been a heavy metal fan and rock drumming fan. Phil Collins, Neil Peart. Uh, Anton Fig, um, you know, the, the rock drummers of the 1980s and the 70s, the John Bottoms, the Led Zeppelins. I was always into that type of music. And then, of course, my father being who he was, Tito Puente, he was the king and master of Latin music, of percussion, of timbales, and he had tons of drums, a trap kit, and timbales in the garage. And as a young boy, you know, he said, don't play the drum, don't touch my drums. And there you go. I went in the garage and started banging on him. <laughs> So that's how it all kind of came to fruition. I think I was probably very young, probably that maybe like eight or nine years old when I started whacking wow. uh, on the drums like that. But not only did he have drums in the house, he was also a, a marimba player. He played the vibraphone. So he had a lot of xylophones. There's all percussion instruments, a lot of them. Cowbells, you know, guidos and uh, castaneras, a lot of different percussion instruments in the garage. And that's why I kind of honed in on starting to jam with you know, with, with percussion music. But at, at what point did it hit you? It's like, you know what? I, I, I like this. I want to pursue this, you know, as a career. Did that happen right away for you or did it take a little bit of time? No, again, I was an 80s kid. So I was always into uh, growing up, you know, with the Michael Jackson's, the Lionel Richie, the, you know, the Temptations, the, the pop music, the hip hop, the freestyle, the house music. I was all into that. I wasn't into salsa at all. I would fall asleep. At the Tito Puente concerts, me and my sister Audrey. <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> I think I was probably like nine, ten, maybe eleven years old. We were bored. We <laughs> you know, we wanted to hear Madonna and all that stuff. So um, I think I liked playing track kit, and that's why I started honing in when I started high school. I played in the band in the high school. I picked up bass. They say bass players are frustrated drummers. Drummers are frustrated bass players, and I played bass first and then went over to the trap kit on the drums. And then I started playing with a rock band and, uh, throughout my high school era, you know. And then my mother, and God, she's still with us, Margie, she said, you know, you should spend more time with your father because Tito Puente did about maybe 300 shows a year. So wow, dad wasn't wow. home that much. And during the summertime or maybe spring break, and like, when I was 14, 15, and 16, she said, why don't you go travel with your father? And that's how I started feeling that clave rhythm, the, the ritmo, the conga, the timbal, yeah. the bongo, the Latino flavor and rhythms from Afro-Cuban music. And that's why I started traveling. I still fell asleep backstage. Hey, let me ask you, did, did you ever have the opportunity to jam out with your dad, like have a jam session or, at, or any type of performance? Or yes, just... I, I performed quite a few times later on because I had a, I've always felt intimidated by him because simply because he was a master player at, at percussion. So um, he said, here, kid, go pick up. You know, I played the maraca in the corner. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> a very important instrument. Very important <laughs> instrument. <laughs> I was in the corner. Um, but when I did get the opportunity to work with him in a capacity that was alive, you know, in front of people and an audience, um, it was 
very intimidating, but I was I I got over that because once you get the approval of a parent, um, I think um, it it just brings something to fruition with inside me because I was very stage you know nervous and frightened to become in the Latin music world, rock music and pop music. You know, I, I was jumping around and rapping and all that. I I was kind of just a ham in school, but. When it came to playing with Tito Puente, an icon legend like that, very intimidating. Uh, but with respect to him, he gave me the thumbs up and he said, yeah, you sounded good, you know. And and I thought I, I appreciated it. Hearing that, especially from my dad, it wasn't just Tito Puente, it was also my father. So getting that acceptance felt good. And that's when I started um, feeling more secure in playing timbales. Got you. How how was it um how was it growing up young uh, Tito Puente Jr. in school? Did you get a lot of respect from your classmates or you know, you know, how was that experience like? <laughs> well, it was, it was, uh, it was, it was uh, you know, the, the Boricua and the Hispanics knew who I was and knew who my father was. The American kids didn't know who Tito Puente was at that time. However, he was already a, you know, celebrity, you know, yeah. at that time in the Latin music world and Latin jazz music world. But my friends were rock guys, you know, they, they were into Bon Jovi and Metallica. And, and that, so they didn't really know, uh, the the impact that Tito Puente made in the whole percussion you know musician community, mm -hmm. uh, but but it was it was quite the experience growing up being his son having you know Celia Cruz come over the house Johnny Pacheco oh you know, my god walking through the door I pick up the phone Carlos Santana hey is your father there you know mm -hmm. I wasn't um, starstruck because I see these people all the time it was know? normal and, for you yeah they came through the door called the house why Nene so it was pretty normal and cool and I, I you know now that I in retrospect and in hindsight I was speaking to some of the greatest musicians of our time and I didn't realize it Eddie Palmieri you know uh, all the greats even even Mark Anthony before you was the Mark Anthony today would call and, and I was a fan of him because he was doing house music at yeah. that time and you know with the DJs and little Louis Vega yeah. and all that and then yeah. India and I can you know all the pioneers that really opened up the doors for house music and Latin music were calling the house and uh, and come over but we were very private not too many people came over they called a lot and uh, <laughs> it was a it was a cool experience being his son Oh man, you just you just dropped some names that just blowing my mind away. <laughs> with, now, you, with that group of cast that you just mentioned, there, they were in their own respect. They were some of them were, were funny people. They would just seem like real characters. Any funny stories stand out uh, from that time or your interaction with these folks that you could share with us? Wow, um, I got a cool story of of. <laughs> well, sometimes you know, Dad would travel with Celia Cruz, and they would go around the world. So the funniest moments that I really recall is traveling with my father and with the orchestra. You know, it was a eighteen-piece orchestra. It was Dandy and Jose Madera, all the great, you know, mambo legends that played with my father at the time. But Celia would travel with Pedro Knight, her husband, and Dad would be there, and Dad would give up his seat sometimes, you know, in first class, and say, yeah, let Pedro sit up there with his wife and all that, and uh, you know, the, the the funny stories mostly came from when. When uh, you see Celia and dad, you know, uh, interacting together, you know, they would be funny because Celia was down to earth and dad was a street guy. You know, Tito Puente was from El Barrio. Yeah. So he was a street guy. And 
And he, you know, people would come up to him and say, like, hey, hey, man, is that your wife? You know, they thought Celia Cruz was Tito Puente's wife. He's like, hell no, man. You know, like, <laughs> really not. you know, and Pedro be like, what are you trying to make fun of my wife? He said, I would marry her with you, with your face. <laughs> you know? um, but he said, but I tell you one thing, she has the greatest voice in the world today. So yeah. that's one thing he gave her, you know, he gave her that respect. But he would be a comedian in that aspect. A couple of other stories would be, um, there was a band boy named Ralphie Barbosa. He played, well, he actually worked for my father from the Bronx and from Puerto Rico, and he used to have fake teeth. He was an old, um, uh, what do you call those, prize-fighting boxers. Back then, they had prize-fighting. So he mm -hmm. had fake teeth, and one day, um, my father gave him the first-class ticket to go up, you know, and sit up, sit with him up in the first-class section of the plane when we were going to, I don't know, Indonesia or somewhere, Jakarta, uh, out there in the Orient. <laughs> the long flight. <laughs> so he fell asleep, and he put his teeth in some, some in a cup of, like, effortings, and then the <laughs> You know, the lady came and she cleaned up all the, the, the stuff because the plane was about to land. He was sleeping. So his teeth went in the garbage. Dad goes on stage. He goes, ladies and gentlemen, I have Mr. Ralphie Barbosa over here who flew first class. No, I'm sorry. He said his teeth went first class and he went back and coached. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and he would crack on everybody. You know, that was funny. He would uh, crack on um, uh, Patato Valdez, who's a very famous conga player, Mongo Santa Maria, Ray Barretta, all those guys. Yes. And some of those guys didn't have passports. And they would, he would go on the stage and he would say, ladies and gentlemen, internationally, worldwide known, <laughs> Patato Valdez, no passports. <laughs> just funny oh, stuff man. like that, you know? I could just, I could just imagine that whole crew <laughs> going around together. The the time, the good times they must have had. Um, more importantly, though, I, I see now, I see that you, a lot of the work you're doing is to keep that legacy going and keeping your dad's, you know, um, your dad's music alive and afloat. And you know, what what are some of the projects that you're working on that folks that you can let our listeners, you know, know about so they could, you know, go and, and do some more. I guess, research or listen to the music. What are some of those projects? Well, I just recently put out a brand new CD. It's called The King and I. It's out. Well, called The King and I. It's a tribute to my father, Tito Puente, on his 20th anniversary, which was two years ago. But I had to record it remotely because we were all on lockdown. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I recorded everybody in their own studios, and I got the orchestra to record each part. It's really cool how I put it together, man. Wow. And we got Domingo Quinones, Jose Berto Canario, Frankie Negron, Sheila E., Peter Escobedo, uh, Yolanda Duque, my brother Ronnie Puente. Um, wow, who else? Uh, the late, great Meñique, Tony Vega, and Mucho Sancero. So all of the people that worked on the album worked with my father. And it was a 20th anniversary tribute to him 20 years after his passing. He passed wow. away May 4th, 2000. So the record's out now. I got a record, uh, a tune called Vente Años. It's on YouTube. And my wife, she's so clever. Let me tell you, man. <laughs> she came up with this. You know, you put out the record. And how can we get people to be, you know, engaged? Because nowadays everybody kind of downloads music. And, and how do we get people back to the record stores or have um physical copy? You know, compact disc yes. album. 
He said, man, do something smart. So she came out like this. Put salsa para cuchar y salsa para comer. Oh, oh wow. Wow. <laughs> Yo, she is smart. smart. That's the hustle. That's the hustle. Yeah, man, that's the hustle. So I got four brand new hot sauces. Nice. They're uh, these are hot picantes, and they come with the compact this too. So it's like oh, the nice. seafood and the food. Nice. Uh, this one is a uh, guava. This one has uh, sweet green pepper. Um, this one is Tito Tamarindo, and then I have one called Bambo Diablo. Cuatro salsa, un CD. It makes sense. Salsa wow. para cuchar, salsa para comer. Oh, wow. And, uh, so the fans love it, man. So if you guys want some of this stuff, just look out for it. It's on Tito Puente Jr., my Shopify.com. And uh, the record's out now. And hopefully uh, people will pick it up. Oh, man. Yeah, listen, you have a keeper, man. She's she's definitely a marketing <laughs> queen. Yeah, yeah, marketing queen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's, she's smart like that. And I put it on all my food. It's really good on, you know, anything. Rice, beef, chicken, pork, steak, fish. Anything, it's really good. Cinco de Mayo's coming up. Everybody likes, loves, you know, on their tacos. No, absolutely, um, yes. Cool. <laughs> cool. Like so if you don't like hot sauce, you got to like the music. If you don't like the music, then give the hot sauce to your, 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 your the, the uncle you hate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Cito, like, I guess take us through that whole process. You, I can't imagine that that at any point was it difficult to try to collaborate all that um, virtually do, you know, like was the sound quality affected at all, or do you have to kind of clean it up? Because I'm assuming everybody's recording on different uh, machines. So the, the, the sound is going to differ from the different type of quality equipment they have. What were some of the, the setbacks or struggles you had with that whole project? The magic of technology is incredible, Luke, because, you know, everybody has, everything's digitized now. So everybody that I, first of all, I want to thank everybody that recorded on the album. All those artists I just mentioned, Sheila E., Peter Escobedo, Tony Vega, uh, Domingo Quinones, they're all superstars in their own right. Mm -hmm. Grammy Award winners. Yep. And they all wanted to be a part of this record out of the kindness of their heart. So wow. they said, hey, we would love to be a part of it. So what I did is I reached out to them. I said, I'm going to do this project on a tribute on the 20th anniversary for my father. I would love for you guys to be a part of it. They said, absolutely. How can we do it during this pandemic? And I said, well, I'll get the studios and you guys can go there, just you alone. You know, so, and then remember, studio is very cool because you're in another room. Correct. So the vocal booth and the, the, you know, all the percussion and the, and the trombones and the trumpets were all in separate rooms. So everybody was separated automatically. And to not fly out to L.A. or to New York or to Puerto Rico to get them recorded, I just got studios in those cities for them to go to. And I had everything all set up, you know, drums, mics, everything. So they just walked in, pulled down their mask, sang the song. They did it really quickly because they're superstars and they, you know, they know how to rock out. And they exactly. did it takes. I filmed it. It's going to be for a documentary that's going to be coming oh. out at the end of this year. And a tribute to Tito Puente. It's going to be a whole docu-series on the life and legacy of my father. So not only going to get the record out, we're going to have a documentary along with it as well. It comes out. It comes out. It comes out this year. This May thirty-first, a couple of weeks, uh, will be the teaser trailer for the actual okay. docu-series, and it should be out by the end of this year. I got some magic footage. You're going to see footage that fans have never seen before. Home video of dad at Christmas. Wow. You know, wow. Eating cottage cheese and cherries. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really cool stuff. Stuff Tito, people like that see Tico Puente, they know him as the magic icon on stage, but you're going to see Tico Puente, the humanitarian, the man, the physical man at home with us, 
you know, just hanging out, you know, shooting the breeze, him going to the store, buying something from somebody, you know, meeting fans. Uh, it's going to be an in-depth eight-part docu-series on the life and legacy of El Rey Timbal. And that's why the whole thing came together and everybody here was a part of it. We got the uh, testimonies from them. And you'll see that on the docu-series too. A lot of great stuff, man. And I'm so glad that after all that time, throughout the two years we were on lockdown, we're coming out of it and people are now reacting to the album and reacting to the sauces and reacting to the docu-series. And now everybody's really excited about it. Hey, Tito, let me tell you, man, what you're doing is amazing. I know your yes. dad's looking down and he has to be so proud of super how proud, you, super how proud. preserving that legacy, man. Listen, man, keep on pushing forward. I'm really excited, really excited for you and what's installed. And I'm, I'm so glad that you get to share your dad's music with the millennials coming up. They probably didn't get a chance to know about your dad just to, you know, see how great he was and how important he was for, you know, Latinos in general, especially people when, when they were migrating to New York. And I was just telling Chris earlier, you know, I'm, I'm almost sad that my mother's not around to hear this interview because your dad was so special. Like when people came to New York, not knowing the language, but you see someone like Tito doing what he's doing and he's a regular guy. He's from the barrio, but he's excelling and he was a crossover act. Everybody loved him. So, um, you know, kudos to you, man. Great job on what you're doing. And, and thank you. Know, you. Great work, man. And, and to piggyback on what, on what, on what, on what Lou just said, um, I, we had a conversation, um, a, a couple of months ago because what Lou just said regarding the millennials, like my, I, I grew up on, on, on this music. I grew up on, on La Fania. I grew up on Tito Puente. I was just telling Lou a story about, you know, the, the Tito Puente, la, how Tito Puente, you know, discovered La Lupe and then from La Lupe, she, because of certain situations that she brought on herself, they, she went to Celia Cruz. And th th this is, so I'm telling you, I grew up on this music. What I'm seeing now is I don't want it to die. I don't want this music to, to just fade away because this, you know, not for nothing, taking Mark, putting Mark Anthony to the side, taking Mark Anthony out. Mm -hmm. We really like right now, my favorite, my favorite uh, salsa singer is Gilberto Santa Rosa. You mentioned Tony Vega. I'm a fan mm -hmm. of his too, yeah. but you don't, you don't, you don't see this, and so now you, 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 you're pumping. You're like you're, you're giving us like those paddles with the shot, with this docu series, with, with with you keeping your father's legacy alive, man. God bless you, and me personally, I thank you because um, I I don't want this to fade away. This this is the golden era. This music was real music. I, I just don't want it to fade away, and I and, and I put my head, my head, my head stand up and everything, man. Because this, it's, and you know, he, he shakes me, his arms too. So <laughs> <laughs> when he told me, when he told me, Chris, you're gonna love. I, I just got Tito Puente. I said, No, Lou, you're, you're you're full of shit, Lou. You're not. You're lying. And I said, I'm there, man. I, it, 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 to me, because. It, it, it's it's just an amazing feeling, amazing era yeah. for me of music, and I don't want it to. To fade away, uh, you know. So it, it, it's it's crazy. I, I, mean, I just want I just want to I thank hear, you. I hear your, I hear your passion, Chris, and I love that. <laughs> and you're the you're the you're the fan, and you're the the one that I I strive to to make sure that you guys can teach your children, teach your kids, teach all the young kids today about Jose Cruz. Uh, Fania All Stars, Johnny Pacheco, Tito Puente, Tito Rodriguez, where they come from, where the music comes from. You wouldn't have J Lo or Mark Anthony or India or all these people if, they, if the pioneers did not start 
this whole thing back in the 1930s with Arsenio Rodriguez and Machito and Rodriguez and Puente, they really opened up the doors for everybody. And I love that that you guys are passionate about it just as much as I am. I always tell everybody too to make sure that you teach your kids. We need to talk about it more in universities, conservatories of music, yeah. to teach our kids more about timbales, Afro-Cuban music is so important because again, it's our culture. And we, our culture is very, very thriving. They say, man, the salsa's dead. No, man, because I travel around the world. It might not be on the radio. might not be uh, 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 in the club down the street. You won't hear it. But everywhere I travel, the people come in the masses, and they love Puente music. They love salsa. People love to dance salsa. It brings people together. And think about this, Chris and Lou. The kid who today is 22 years old, 22 years old, well, well, girl or boy, Never got to see Tito Puente live because my father passed 22 years ago. So mm -hmm. you missed one of the iconic legends of our time. You're never going to see that ever again. It's kind of like, you know, Tchaikovsky, Duke Ellington, Michael Jackson. You, know, you only see these people once in a lifetime. Mm -hmm. So Puente was one of those. So kids now reference YouTube and they go to, you know, different social media sites where they can see Tito Puente. What I do is I bring that music alive and the spirit of Puente when I do my concerts. So that way parents like yourself and uh, our generation can bring their kids to watch Tito Puente's music and hear it really. That's what mm -hmm. I want people to remember when they come to my concert. Yeah, you see him. I kind of look like Pop without the white hair. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I want you to go home remembering the music and saying, wow, the son came and he brought the music that his father left on this planet for people to dance to. Hey, you, listen, you're not lying. You do look like your pops, man. You do look like your pops, Wow. You guys are twins. <laughs> Identical. Yeah, remember he had that pro, bro. <laughs> <laughs> he, had a, he had to lay down that nap. <laughs> I, <laughs> hey, hey, Tito, man, if you don't mind, can you show me that gold plaque behind you? I never seen a gold plaque before, man. I got a quite a few. This one, of course, this is the Tito. This is platinum, actually. Wow. <laughs> this is the uh, Tito Puente Celia Cruz plaque. Um, wow. where they had, uh, uh, I think it's well, I think it was a hundred thousand in sales in Venezuela. I got them in different countries, you know, so they have okay. an X amount of thing. So this one was a beautiful, I really cherish this one a lot. And uh, a lot of people, this one over here is very, very popular. See, I this is for a million dollars in sales. Wow. Now, wow. I, yeah, I think he took it to the grave with him because I don't have it. <laughs> <laughs> so if it's on Tico, then the Fania people have that money. <laughs> and of course, this one's my favorite. This one is an album that you guys probably heard. This is a Numero Cien. This was a very popular record by my father, Go from RMM Records. It's called Numero Cien. Wow. Uh, from the point of the 100th LP came out in 1990, and this one sold uh, went gold and sold 50,000 copies. And it's probably right now, it's probably platinum since wow. that was what 30 years ago. So, I'm wow. um, uh, probably gonna get the platinum plaque soon, but cool stuff. God bless, a lot man. of memorabilia, what? you know, nice. that cool. is awesome, man. Yeah, man, that I is gotta so get one myself. <laughs> Yo, Tito, you know it's <laughs> Yo, T listen, get it how you can get it, brother. Don't 
That's it. Don't forget the kettle, man. Don't put that junior in my Hey, Tito, um, real quick, you know, I, I always like, you know, I guess a lot of times when I used to hear about Motown or different like, you know, acts back in the day, you always heard the sad stories of, uh, you know, the deals or the contracts they signed and how, mm-hmm. you know, they got robbed. Uh, was your dad pretty much in that same category? Did he sign any bad deals or did they the, the guys dealt, dealt, did right by him? It's crazy. But you asked me that. But um, my mother. Uh, controls the estate of Tito Puente, and thank God that you know we had good attorneys. And my father was always very smart about things. One song in particular, Oye Como Va, Tito yes. Puente wrote the tune. Uh, we, you know, ascertained royalty. The, the song kind of put me through college. Thank God. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> and uh, you know, we, 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 my father had over one hundred and eighty-six albums. That's got to be a world record. Wow. So it's a lot of you know red tape to to all of that with publishing and writing and all that stuff but we got a grip and a nice hold of that That's and good. i'm glad that i could do that for my children so they can you know have a future in um you know relinquishing this music and re-putting it out and repackaging it and and you know it, it should belong to the puente family and uh, yes. hopefully you know as i continue my journey into promoting the puente music my children will take after this and keep his name at the fraternity alive when it comes to branding and uh, maybe the salsa or clothing line or anything that has to do with Tito Puente. But we have a good grip on that. My father did get ripped off a lot. But one thing about Tito Puente that is different than all the other artists that you could possibly find, him and Celia, I'll put Celia on there too, is that they were always in demand, which means they want, they've toured 300 shows a year. So, the problem with that is that they couldn't pay attention to how many records they're selling because they're too busy touring the earth. So that's how they really generated their income from touring. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And when they did it all the way to the day he passed away, May 31st, 2000, he had concerts lined up for three, four years after he died. And oh, I wow. Do, yeah, I had to do those concerts, you know, to fulfill those contracts. And mm-hmm. I'm glad I did You know, it was very intimidating, but I, I went with the orchestra. And of course, um, Seiya was part of that too before she passed away uh, mm-hmm. on time three years after my father. But, um, you know, I, I, I can honestly tell you now today that we are, uh, we're comfortable where we're at. Let's put it that way. And we want to make sure that anything in the future that's a dual point thing. I like that shirt, by the way. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. That's how I feel. <laughs> that's the way to be, man. That's the way to be. Yeah, we're comfortable like that. And it's good to, to know that 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 we have you know uh, people behind the scenes that make sure that that the point their name will always be presented the right way. And, you know, any royalties or anything that are collected on our behalf. And uh, you know, it's it's really cool. We got a bunch of awards, lifetime achievement awards after his passing. So that wow. goes to show you that his name is still synonymous in the world of music and in the, in the percussion world, especially. You know, when you bring it up to any drummer. You say Tito Puente, like, my God, he's such an inspiration. And I think that is it, something that, that is priceless. That's priceless right there. Mm-hmm. You know, his name will go down in history forever as far as murals. And there's a street named after him yeah. in New York. There's one in Florida. You know, we got so many great things and, and experiences with uh, branding Tito Puente's name after his untimely passing 22 years ago. 
Hey, let me tell you, out of everything you said, that brings the most joy to me because it's just sad hearing those stories that, you know, guys, these legends, they put all this hard work in and their families can't reap the, you know, the benefits. Yeah. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, that, that you guys did a good job preserving that and that you guys are OK. Right. Uh, so let's let's talk about your career. Uh, are you got? I know with COVID, it kind of slowed everything down for everybody. Have you started touring again? Uh, yes, I have. I have started touring again. I was actually, you know, I got to be honest with you, Lou and Chris. You know, I'm blessed. I'm very, very blessed. I was talking to my an agent named Matthew Falso earlier today, and he said, you know, Tito, during the whole pandemic, you were still kind of working. I was doing, you know, I, I took the year, you know, like everybody else, we took that real hit. That we couldn't work and we couldn't perform and we had to go, you know, rely on the virtual lives. But I got through it. And uh, at the turn of last spring, a year ago, like today, it was my first concert. So I did start working a year ago. Oh, wow. And I'm grateful to say that I have been consistently, you know, I, I, I think a lot of it has to do with people just wanting to come together. The, the music of Tito Puente brings people together. Um, and I think also uh, a lot of people have just been hunkered down a little too long and they want to see a live music, you know, live yeah. show. And I see a lot of concerts happening. I see the market, you know, hopefully it won't get flooded, but I see a lot of the acts, the old school generational acts coming back, and I like seeing that. And it's yes. nice to see they're having Dia de la Soledad de la Salsa. Um, they had another one in Puerto Rico yesterday. It's nice. It's nice to see that live music is coming back. So I am starting to work. I got some wood here, knock on wood. And, you know, the, the hot sauces in the record got me through. And now I go to the shows and then I kind of just, you know, the people are asking me, hey, you got any hot sauce? So I kind of sell them there. <laughs> the merchandise does well. You know? The merchandise does well. And, uh, you know, we do a lot of different things, you know, here with the brand Tito Puente. Mm -hmm. T-shirts, hats, Hello. I got this cool sneakers now. Check these out, man. Oh, cool, right? wow. Those are nice. Oh, my God, man. Those it's are like, really cool. nice. Yeah, we got some Tito Puente sneakers, hats, all kinds of stuff. Wow. We got, look, we got pillows. Look at that. <laughs> oh, wow. You know? So it's a lot but of merchandise and a lot of stuff. So I, I, I thought during the whole lockdown, branding, that's really where mm -hmm. it's at. So yeah. branding, and it got us through. And now I'm back out on the road and if you guys want to come see me in concert, just follow my social media pages. I put up flyers and posters, and Lou, you know I'm always up on yeah. Instagram. So just follow that, me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and, and uh, I'll tell you where I'm going to be next. I'm doing a lot of touring, actually, this summer. Yeah. I didn't even realize it. And the, the agent told me today, and I said, man, I didn't realize how busy I was. So well, that's good, up, which is Which is where, well, one of the things I wanted to say. It goes without saying, Tito, whatever you need to to promote, to to push, feel free. Absolutely. Me and Lou do this, and when it's with, and when it's and when it's about the culture, it's our culture. Like I'm very very proud. I, I, my pride is goes beyond with, with the me being Puerto Rican. Me just un cocolo hasta la muerte. You understand? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not that type. You know. So you know, it goes without saying. Anything you need to promote. Feel free that we'll push it as much as as as, as we can, man. And and, and yeah, like, yeah. like I said, uh, I'm I'm glad that 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 you're keeping it alive, bro. Because that's cool. that's that's to me that's that's important. That's Tito, very important. Thank you, Chris. Tito, Tito, what Chris is telling you is that he models clothes. So if you if you want to model shirts, <laughs> he's your guy. I got you. <laughs> I got you. Wait, wait. 
<laughs> women and men, because you gotta kiss everybody. <laughs> Well, I gotta get you guys gotta give me your eyes. I'm gonna say you got some hot sauce, man. No, absolutely. Yes, yes. Absolutely. I'll do a video eating. I love tacos. Yeah, I love my video eating this stuff, man, for sure. I promise. I promise we'll do it. Absolutely. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> hey, you know what I wanted to ask you? Outside of Puerto Rico, what where are you received the biggest? Like where you have your biggest uh tickets, uh sales. You know, what what country or what place receives yeah. you the best outside of you Puerto Rico? You would think New York, simply because Tito Puente, you know, we're born and raised in New York, Spanish Harlem. Um, yeah. I could honestly tell you that I, the, the best reaction I get every year uh, since my father's passing has been at the Puerto Rican Day Parade, which is coming up on June 12th. Yeah. I will be there. Nice. And that reaction, hands down, is some of the greatest love that, that any artist could feel, especially being Puerto Rican, Boricua, de Nueva York. It feels amazing to be a part of that that whole culture of the city. So that really would be the place where I get the greatest response from my heart. But right. when I perform in places where I, I wouldn't think there would be mambo or salsa dancers, Iowa, you know, Oklahoma, Montana, uh, I get called to some really, you know, di di diverse, you know, diverse. cities. But I gotta tell you, I love Boricua and love Hispano. Latino people are moving kind of away from the city and into these suburban areas in these other states. And then I would go there, but hey, I'm from Brooklyn. I'm from New York. I'm from here. And I'm like, what are you doing out here? Are you like witness protection or are you hiding from the IRS? What are you doing? Pero los Latinos, they go everywhere. Alaska, Hawaii, they go, they're in the military. So I get reaction really from everywhere, and especially when I see my fellow New Yorkers, if I happen to be in another country, Germany or uh, uh, Italy or Spain, uh, I'll see uh, somebody from Brooklyn. Always. Everywhere I go, where are you from? I'm from New York. I'm from Brooklyn, but I live out here now. I'm like, wow. It's amazing. <laughs> Those are the reactions I love the most. Oh, that's oh, cool, awesome. man. That's cool. Hey, uh, hey, Tito, I want you to take this time now to promote uh, anything uh, that you have going on that folks could, you know, reach out to you uh, where they could buy your um, the, the hot sauce merchandise and, and where they sure. could buy the album. Please take this time to promote whatever you have going on, brother. Gracias, Lu. Gracias, Chris. A todo mi gente latino en el mundo entero. So Tito Puente Jr., I want you guys to check out my latest CD. It's called The King and I. It's out now on Doral Music. You can buy it along with four brand new hot sauces and a bonus CD from La Muñeca de la Salsa, Molina Amorebar, doing a tribute to La Lupe. I'll sign an autograph for you, too. I got a lot of pictures. And it's uh, I keep it real personal. You can go to Tito Puente Jr., myshopify.com, or you can check out all my social media pages, Tito Puente Jr. at Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. It's arroba at Tito Puente Jr. And you guys can find me there. All my stalkers, come on and check me out. Pirates, <laughs> come check me out. <laughs> I know you're watching. Um, you know, and I encourage you guys to follow me and tell your friends about the great concerts. I got some good ones coming up. And this weekend, I'll be in Tampa, Florida at the Leadfoot Festival in Brooksville on May 7th. Um, next week, on um, I'll be in Boston on May the 12th doing a downtown concert series. So that's free. So come on out to that. And then on the 14th, we'll be in Sanford, right outside of Orlando, doing a big Puerto Rican festival. And I'll be looping my way up to New Jersey on May 27th in Newark at the Symphony Hall. Um, 
South uh, Philadelphia, June 11th, and I'll be at the Puerto Rican Day Parade, Canyon of Heroes in New York City, Sunday, June 12th, Defile de Puerto Rico, back after a two-year hiatus. Nice. Yo, Tito, that is awesome. I'm going to catch you when you come to New Jersey. I'm, I'm going to tell my wife. I'm going to surprise Look, you. I'm going to take Let me you. know, man. I got you some tickets. You guys come out. And, of course, you're going to go home. It sounds like perfect with my patellas. Thank you, Tito. It's a true honor, brother. Thank you so much. And like what Chris said, anything you want to promote, please, all you got to do, you got my email, send it over, and I'll make sure to put it out there so the folks know, man. Thank, Thank you. you, Lou. Appreciate Thank you, man. God. Thanks, Chris. God. Thank you. God bless you. Continue God. success, man. And once again, I can't, I can't stop thanking you for keeping it alive, bro. It's, it's, it's doing to it, me baby, a lot. I appreciate that. And I feel your passion right through the phone, brother. <laughs> All right. And I got you guys some answers. I'll catch up with you guys in a couple of weeks when I come up that way. Sounds yes, good, sir. man. Thank you, Tito. Take care. Thank you. Gracias, hermanos. We're at the Ciao.